0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome back once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside.
2: And I'm Eric Oznis from HomeBridge Financial Home Mortgage. Oh, look at
1: you. You're wearing your shades. Well, yeah, because this is going to be the Risky Business Show. (laughs) I don't have Ray-Bans, but I figured, you know, hey, why not try and
2: look the part? Yeah, you you look more like Jackie Onassis or something. Oh, thank you. With those glasses. I will take that.
1: Well, just the glasses. (laughs) <laughs> okay, bite me. <laughs> but even if it's just the glasses, I'll take yeah. a Jackie O reference. Okay, there you go. Because she's classy as all get out. That's so right. I'll take it. All Thank right. you very
2: much. Yep. Camelot is here yes. in the studio. Yes, <laughs> as we
1: yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, yes, no, this is going to be the Risky Business Show, and I'm kind of excited about you know where we're going to go with that because well, we're going to have a lot of topics to cover. I know we're going to get to our market updates and mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. but – As we have been talking for many months now, this market has been on fire. It's been nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And um, unlike when we have Gail Welfringer on the show, you know, in a future week, uh, you know... We aren't going to be talking fire policies for you know trying to get a house, but uh, it certainly feels like someone needs to douse everyone because yeah, it's
2: throw crazy. a bucket of water on it. Let's like yeah. settle it down just a little bit, yeah. And that's why we're talking risky business because folks are making risky
1: decisions mm-hmm. to just to get that house, right? And and many times I think they just don't know why they're doing it or they don't understand the ramifications mm-hmm. of it because they're just told by people do this, do this, do this, mm-hmm. but yet there's not a a big open discussion around like, well, what's that really mean to me? Well, and what,
2: what's the quality of the advice they're getting? Because Mm -hmm. we were just talking um, earlier, how, tell me again, how many real estate agents are licensed in the state now?
1: Oh man, it's way up. Um, We're over 35,000. And that's not just the state. That's, that's the Northwest multiple listing service. So there's other MLSs in the state. So just the Counties that I'm part of, there's over thirty-five thousand of them.
2: That's frightening, and
1: that's like um, you know, like we're hitting record numbers again. Yeah, that's that's it's a
2: scary cr- number. Crazy. And and to become a real estate agent, you have to take some classes. Mm-hmm. What is it? Ninety H- hours. Ninety hours, and you have to take a test that
1: you only have to pass at seventy percent. Okay. And they so don't tell you what you miss. So we have thirty-five
2: thousand people running around that mm-hmm. may, well, definitely know seventy percent
1: of the information. <laughs> Well, and even after they get in, I mean, I can tell you as someone who's coached or attempted to train a lot of different people, oh. you can only lead the horse to water so many times, but if they aren't going to actually sit there and read the documents, you mean how many, team, how many people have I like oh. removed from my team where like you, you try and get them to be consistently learning and upgrading their skill sets. And it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of a, a weird conversation I had with someone the other day though, which made me wonder about... I want to go look up her business and see how much she does. Uh, We were chatting and it was part of a multiple offer situation and she's trying to build rapport with me. And she said, yeah, it's been so strange. I felt like I had a vacation in the last month and a half. I didn't have any business at all. And then suddenly this, and you know what my calendar has been like. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like the same day she's submitting an offer on one of my listings, we had a closing a closing the next day. We had two offer reviews. I was taking a new listing that day. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, what vacation have you been on?
2: <laughs> yeah. How, <laughs> like, you, how
1: do I get one of those? Like, what? I'm like, this how can you not, you know, do this? But it's it is because there's a lot of people that are part timers in the industry or who just don't know how to properly market and or connect. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's all over the map and there's, yeah, you know, this, I,
2: this business is, is if you, if you're a, a serious professional and you want to get into real estate, it's a fantastic career, but mm-hmm. it takes work
1: and lots of work. And,
2: and the customers don't just line up out the door saying, Hey, I want to buy a house. You know, you have to work at it, develop those relationships and, Get those clients, so and
1: hopefully know what your contracts say. <laughs> it's well, it's uh, it's painful at times.
2: I still love. There's there's one um, managing broker that has long since retired, but he used to bring all of his new agents in, and he he'd get up on the board on the whiteboard and he'd say, "All right, I want you all to guess how much these things cost." And it was a hot okay. tub, and it was oh right, was appliances, yeah, appliances, and it was chandeliers and things like that. And, you know, so they're guessing, you know, all the values of these things. He goes, now what do all these things have in common? And they're like, uh, we don't know. He goes, these are all things that agents have had to buy for their clients Mm -hmm. because they screwed up the contract.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very common. It's very common if people aren't paying attention. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, I had, I had a offer that we set, put out for one of our clients just a few weeks ago. And in the photos, I could see a number of appliances like an AC unit and the microwave, and the, you know, and I'm like, why aren't these in the listing? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I'm calling the agent. I'm like, hey, I just want to check. Was someone? <laughs> I see an AC unit, but you don't have anything in the listing about it. Like just checking yeah. that someone's not gonna. I don't know, uninstall that. Like, what's, yeah. what's going I mean. on over there? But it's it's. Um, it's it's surprising the lack of um, attention to detail. Oh, absolutely! That
2: can um, be there. Uh, years ago, I bought I bought a, a cabin that uh, from a bank. I, I won't mention the name of the bank. The, the property had been foreclosed on, mm-hmm. and and so um, I bet I could know, guess. So the, um, the um, you know, but we rode the offer over to the bank in a stagecoach, and um, <laughs> and uh, subtle. We we suspected that the septic the septic tank was failing. And so the the offer was written in a way that that said the 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 seller shall replace the septic tank and restore the property to its original condition if it was required, and they signed off on it. Well, okay. the septic tank did need to be replaced, and it had to be located underneath a about a forty-five foot long deck. So, oh no, we wrote it up right, you know. The deck had to be destroyed to, to dig out the septic. Yeah. And guess what? Guy got a brand new deck. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So,
1: you know, contracts have meaning. And, they do. And, and uh, you need to know what it is that you're putting inside of them, especially if you start writing off the pre-written language. Right, right, yeah. Language. Getting
2: outside the lines there Yeah. instead of just kind of checking a box or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No well, answer.
1: even, even then checking the boxes, I caught someone the other day where I had to cut, you know, when you're doing the offer reviews and one of the reasons that we currently in this type of market say offers, to, in fact, when I put a listing on, we actually tell people the review date and time mm-hmm. um, so that they can be talking, you know, cause this is what drives me a little bit nuts. You'll be out with a customer and they're asking like, well, when's the offer review date? And they don't publish that to the public, mm-hmm. right? So that's, it's part of the interaction that of course you probably should be having with your agent, but it's a little unfortunate because what happens is you get people who don't know when the offer review date is. Maybe one person saw it on Thursday or Friday when it first was a fresh new listing and maybe somebody else had, you know, a trip planned that weekend and they weren't looking and they find it on Sunday night and the offers are due at 11am the next day. Like we actually just had that happen. Uh, We had offer reviews for two properties. One of them, we had a 10 o'clock due by because my meeting was set for noon because my client had to work at three. And then the other one was offers due by three because my client got off work at six, Mm -hmm. right? You have to be thoughtful in how you set these things up. So we try and and help the buyers be successful by saying, we're going to tell you right up front in our marketing remarks when this is due. Yeah. Because then that way they also take quicker action mm-hmm. and know, oh, I got to get out there. Like maybe I was going to go just camping this weekend. But if I really want to see that house, I better right. maybe forego my plans right. or go see it before I leave. Yeah. yeah right. A,
2: that sense of urgency is absolutely
1: real. Yeah. A lot of these houses are selling, you know, like we're on market for four days. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. So if you're, you know, snooze, you lose, man. <laughs> never been truer (laughs) That's interesting yeah i know so anyway
2: well and and you know that's kind of part of the focus of this show is that we have a lot of clients that they've maybe made a one or two offers or Mm -hmm. six or seven and not Mm -hmm. been successful yeah so they're going to get more and more aggressive, or they yeah. have an agent that's telling them, you know, to, yeah, or just randomly
1: like throwing spaghetti right. at the wall,
2: right? But they're making, you know, they're 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 really throwing the rolling the dice with with some of the things they're doing with these offers, and uh, putting themselves at risk. In fact, on the way up here, I was having a conversation with a client. They're they're first time buyers. We have them approved for a conventional mortgage, and the the prices of the home they're looking at went way above that so now all of a sudden mm-hmm. we're in the jumbo world and the the rules the underlining guidelines and everything are completely different for jumbo financing yeah. uh, the the documents that we need the the just the whole process is is way way different and much much more intense and so we went from a conventional loan to jumbo and they want to close in about two and a half weeks <sighs> and good luck yeah and if you think about a time frame, even if it's three weeks, seems like a long time, right? 21 days. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's take out the weekends. You know, now I got, I got 15 days. Now let's take out TRID, Truth and Lending Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act Integrated Disclosure Rule, mm-hmm. uh, and, which has mandatory waiting periods. Yes. And now all of a sudden, instead of 15 days, I've got 11 days to get a jumbo loan package put together. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why your no bald. Sm- That's 100% <laughs> why I am. Absolutely. That's this is right. not
1: because there's a genetic thing. I've seen your brother and he's got a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah, well, he's special. But, um, we, we, he's, we love you, so, Lance. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's a goofy, goofy-looking guy, though. That guy. Oh, God. I tell people, his forehead. You know, you look his similar. His forehead is so, it's not even a forehead. Oh. It's an eight head. It's so tall. Uh, But
1: um, he'll just tell you it's because he's got more brains. Oh, I know he'll he'll try, but uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh well.
2: (laughs) Oh Oh, well. He does. Moving on. Uh, Who's retired and who's not? Let's just put it that way. So anyway, but I know we've got good to take point. a real quick break here. But um, when we come back, we want to give uh, some updates on the market.
1: Yes, because we're talking about risky business. Rates. But I want to know how risky is it if you're not actually paying attention <laughs> to what's going on. Well, That could be risky, too, here. Yeah, so absolutely. I've been reading gotta... your newsletters, and there's a lot of good information inside of those. We have
2: some craziness going on. Mm-hmm. Yep, That's right. Well, stay tuned. We've got more Open House with Team Reba uh, back in just a few minutes
1: here. Now I want to call Lance and ask about his eight head.
0: Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to open house
2: with Team Reba. Welcome back to open house with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial, and I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba, and uh, we're working together. How long we've we been working
1: together? Sixteen years, dude. I just hit my 19th anniversary. I know, June first, oh, 19. Years. Oh my 19 I'm in my 20th year ay, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We could have had a college graduate by now.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. instead, well. we both have
1: heartburn, and you yeah. have no hair. All right.
2: <laughs> well you got the better part of the deal on that one. Then.
1: On the yeah, hair. Sure. Yeah. I definitely got the hair down. <laughs> no kidding. I know that's the whole thing during COVID. I can tell all my friends who colored their hair. And I think all of them hate me more a little bit <laughs> because this is all my own natural hair color. Oh, because they're. Because they all die. Well, yeah. Because during COVID, they couldn't go to their hairdressers. Oh, I see. Right, and so I I have all these women friends who have, you know, like six to eight inches of gray. Something, yeah. And then you know, then what's (laughs) left over of the last time they had their hair colored, and yeah, it's just it's so funny. And I, I just have this unique hair color because of the weird mix of genetic material of which I come from. You know. So but I'm thankful for it.
2: Well, absolutely. You yeah. Know. That's that's the that's the Viking in you right there. Oh, you know, stop. You got all that.
1: No, so. I think it's not even just that. I think it's a combination of some of those things and then also I, I think some of the um like the, the back and forth of it is yes, I have a bunch of kind of like uh new you know, the kind of English, Scott, Irish, uh Segment of it, but then there's also I found like there's some like Native American or Mexican Mm -hmm. in me as well. Oh wow, which is like because I kept wondering, I'm like, why is part of my hair? Because I have like every. Hair color you can imagine on my body. And it's like, and where I have the darkest is, of course, in the place where I'm like, why is it in my armpits? Like, that's so like, where did that come from when blonde is right. everything else on my body? Sure, sure. Put, put <laughs> Sorry, your, listeners, I'm telling you way yeah. too much information. But put your arms down, Reba. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Um, thank, <laughs> thank, thank goodness I don't go all tree hugger on you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's funny. But having my friends do that, it's funny. But see, it's risky to color your hair. I'm going to go back to the mm. risk. Well, yeah. no, because it's chemicals. You're just. Putting chemicals in your body, yeah, in a way yeah. that's really absorbed. Yeah, you know, it's absorbed. That's really That stuff heavy.
2: smells bad too. My gosh! Yeah, and it hurts. Ow. No, totally no hurts.
1: Kidding. But anyway, no. hey, speaking of hurt, yeah, what's going? Are race on? gonna hurt me? Well, how are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I think, sure. I think we're still
2: okay. Okay, I, th- I think we're still okay. Um, you know, we are getting some really strong. Inflation statistics right now. Okay, and and that is something that we always want to be a little bit concerned about. The most recent batch, the the PPP producer price index. Uh, you know, not just,
1: the not the funds people got for the payment. Uh, no, this <laughs> payment one, one. Okay, this, good. Uh, Glad uh, you the, said that. The
2: producer prices PPI actually um, came in hot, uh, and for the month of May, is up 0.8 percent. That's about 6.6 percent up year over year. And the producer price index is what's called a leading economic indicator. It's, mm-hmm. it's what the producers are paying for raw materials and right. and, and and most importantly, right now, labor. And um, and so that is is a, a sign that that our retail prices will continue to rise. Um, labor is probably the biggest one because there's a shortage of of, of labor, mm-hmm. and and it's not anecdotal. It's it's everywhere. Oh no! You see, it.
1: there's. Like help one at signs I mean we're we're hiring.
2: There's there's over eight million open job positions uh, nationwide right now. Ironically there's sixteen million people not working right now. Mm-hmm. And and part of that is this extended unemployment coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, a person can still get the equivalent of eighteen bucks an hour for not working. Right. And or maybe they've got kids that are, you know, still not back in school and this and that. Yeah. So it's a real problem. You go into a restaurant; there's sections that are closed because they can't get the staff oh, know, yeah. to cover it. It's, yeah, no, it's I all have businesses.
1: A friend of mine who's in retail; she's a district manager here locally, and she's like, "There, there's shortages." Of, and and she talks with plenty of other retail mm-hmm. brands. Every single one of them is struggling. Yeah, yeah. On, you know. And, and a girlfriend of mine who's in uh, the Chicago area working for an Amazon, you know, four star uh, location. She's like, "We're the struggle is getting right. people to." to come in and to stay and just like ugh
2: they pull well, their hair out. I saw a sign in, in a restaurant as in the other day it said um, you know we're short staffed don't give the staff that actually showed up to work a hard time you know cuz they actually are are, I get are, it. are are doing it. I yeah, totally get it. For sure. Yeah. You know so so what we're watching with with the financial markets is is really pretty interesting because in yeah. in a normal Environment when we see inflation statistics, interest rates interest instantly rise, mm-hmm. uh, but it hasn't happened yet. And and um, and part of the reason is that the Fed has been actively purchasing mortgage-backed securities. I've talked about this yes. before, mm-hmm. and um, you know the Fed says they're buying 120 billion a month in MBS and mortgage-backed yeah. securities. It's probably double that. They won't give an exact number. Okay, uh, but is there a reason why? Because uh, they don't want to freak out the markets, and and this is supposed to be top secret. Although you can watch the daily activity, hour by hour activity, you can tell when they're in, when they're out, uh, when they're in, they're buying. Uh, but 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 they're purchasing, they're padding their balance sheet when they do that. That is artificially keeping interest rates low. At some point, they're going to taper, and mm-hmm. and the speculation is going to grow and grow and grow. You know that they will. You know, start that mm-hmm. when they do, rates will rise. Right, and tapering meaning backing off from right. all these purchases of mortgages.
1: Is that where you've used the term "taper tantrum" before? Yes, we, we had one in, in twenty
2: thirteen. They 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 had a <laughs> they tapered way too fast, and and rates you know shot up you know in about three weeks. We went up over a percent. Um, this time around, they're they're starting to you know throw crumbs out there. We're thinking about starting to have the conversation of talking about tapering. And, uh, which, which means it's, it's going to be coming up. I'm going to guess it. we won't see that until fall. Okay, yeah, We'll get through the summer. It's going to be pedal of the metal, you know, through the, through the summer. And, uh, and then I would suspect that may, that, that process might start to happen. So at, at this point we're, we're good. Um, the right now I'll give you kind of the latest, the, the yes. national averages for 30 year fixed rate mortgage. A conventional 30-year fixed rate, 3.03% is the national average. Man. So still excellent. 15-year fixed rates are at 2.42%. Uh, FHA and VA uh, are at 2.62%. And uh, jumbo 30-year fixed rates are hovering around 3.125%. Those are all still so excellent. They, they really are. Um, for those of you that, that um, have higher rates, and uh, you own your home. You're, you've been wanting to refinance. Uh, maybe it just hasn't quite worked right. If you're a, a low, what we would call low to moderate income you know, borrower now, the, the, those, those income numbers vary from county to county. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac just launched a, a new refinance program, and it's it's much more flexible. It may allow you to refinance where you might not have qualified before. It's going okay. to allow more flexible debt to income ratios and a $500 credit off your appraisal which is kind of nice.
1: Very nice considering what appraisals have been costing lately. No kidding, right?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. no, that's that's absolutely absolutely true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, there's
2: there's programs out there. Um one of the statistics I'm watching very closely and all you housing bubble um you know, theorists out there um we're not going to have a bubble. The bubble and believers I, I don't really think we're going to bubble <laughs> believers. It's like the Q QAnon for housing. Right, yeah. um, no, the B-Anon. Well, the B-Anon. There's, there's a, a, a statistic company out there called Atom, A-T-T-O-M, Atom Data, and they love to throw these just bizarre statistics. I've complained about them before on the show. Uh, they just said um, they came out with a, a press release where closures are up 36% What year over year. I'm like, wait, wait. Compared to wait. What? Compared to a year ago, what was what was happening to foreclosures a year ago? They were all down. There was a moratorium.
1: Oh, right. You yeah, 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 couldn't foreclose that's right. Well, of course they're up. Oh, um, you know, so give me a break. Um, and actually, that's like when they did the statistics of Tukwila and crime.
2: I, you know, exactly. It's just a manipulation
1: you know, the, uh, of. Uh, I think it was
2: the same group. Actually, come to think of it, but great. No, actually, the the number of, of foreclosures month over month were down. Um, and, and even if we look at the, the number of folks in forbearance, the number of folks into forbearance is mm-hmm. way, way down. You know, for the fif- 15th week in a row, you know, forbearances are down. And that's uh, what you want. It is what we want um, yeah. because people are coming out of the forbearance programs mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that's, you know, we're we're kind of getting back onto a, a normal footing and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If, if, if somebody is still struggling financially, their loan is in forbearance if it's coming out of forbearance. Um, and, and they're unfortunately not able to make their, their mortgage payments, there's still help out there. You reach out to your loan servicer. There still may be options available for you. And and on top of that, we have equity. You know, house yes, values are so, so high. so much. You know, yeah. Very few homes do not have equity, especially in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. Everybody has equity yeah. at this point. And so – you know, if, if push came to shove, if you had to sell your home, it's not going to be a foreclosure. It's, it's not going to be a short sale. Yep. Most likely, it, you're, you're just going to sell it and take a profit. And so so for all those reasons, I, I just don't see a bubble.
1: I, I'm 100% with you. I have this conversation with people because as they're bidding on homes, they're like, but what about this? And we talk about ability to repay. We talk about all the things that have been put in place over the last 10 years. We talk about... You know, where the growth is going and why the growth is happening here and mm-hmm. what those economic indicators are locally of the jobs and that, I mean, and where the wages are going. I was mean, just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, come on. You know, I, I give some people examples because many people are speaking of bubbles. Most people live in a little bubble, mm-hmm. right? And so they don't always know what's really going on in other industries. Right. Yeah, so you don't
2: get your news off of Facebook or Twitter.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've been talking because I finally, you know, I'd had a bunch of people tell me to watch Social Dilemma and I mean, that's true. If you watch that Netflix program, it's, you know, it nothing that was said in that show surprised me because it's part of the reason I got out of tech. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have just been taking all of our data and then iterating it against us. About how we behave, so it's not not a surprise. But you have like when you when you do take that bigger, complex point of view and share it with someone, because you you know you and I do so much education, we and we do that. uh, Then suddenly they're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe then because of this, I feel comfortable doing that. And that's what a lot of the rest of the show is going to be about, Mm -hmm. which is whether you know what risks you're taking and why, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, I know we were joking around, like we both should have come in with like button down white shirts, collars up, Ray Bans with their socks, you know, so we could play the Bob Seger song and slide up and down the halls there of the, right. the studio here. <laughs> Although I'd, they probably wouldn't appreciate either one of us without pants. While well, our house <laughs> but... gets
2: cleaned out, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah. If I remember that movie correctly, well, uh, no, there's uh, speaking of risky business, you know, with with rates. Now's a good time. Just yes. Saying. Just saying Mm. they could go a little bit higher. I don't think it's going to be Armageddon by any stretch of the imagination, but they're going to go higher as as we get into the end of the summer. So uh, we got to pay a couple quick bills, and we're going to be back
0: talking about more. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. To open house with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to open house with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, and I'm Eric Oznis from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, and I'm all fired up about this risky business conversation that we're having because <laughs> yeah. it's just it's so near and dear to my little heart that uh, you know because we're just in it every day. We are, and we 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 see people making decisions
2: that uh, that are based on poor information. And that's really, really troubling and concerning. Um, I had mm-hmm. a conversation earlier today with one. And it's like, well, what happens if um, we we give our closing date, you know, and then we miss that? You know, so we're going to do a, a two-week closing and then we, we miss that closing date. Well, what happens with that? It's like, well. Let's see. First hmm. of all. First of all, you could lose your earnest money because mm-hmm. the seller is under no obligation to extend you your closing date and give exactly. you more time. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You're there to perform. Your earnest money is put out there as the default and the money, you know, your default. (laughs) Yeah. For if you don't perform to the contract, Mm -hmm. like it just blows me away that everyone thinks, well, I can just, I can just ask for someone to forgive me and it's fine. It's like, no, these are legal contracts.
2: Well, and let's think about it. I mean, most, let's be fair. Most sellers are reasonable, compassionate people. Mm-hmm. But then there are some sellers that are just plain not nice, right? Yeah. And and it's a contract. It's a legal contract. So let's say- Well, you it's not up... even always
1: just about being nice. It's about that competition that's out there. There's other people having conversations you may not know about.
2: Absolutely. And and uh, so let's say that you write a big check for earnest money, mm-hmm. $20,000, let's say. Uh, we're seeing them even higher than uh, that. Someone yesterday, it's 50000 Yes. And, uh, and it's it's got a 25-day closing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if if I'm the seller and and the buyer doesn't meet my closing date, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they don't follow the terms of the contract, they're out of contract at that point, uh, there is nothing that prevents me from keeping that earnest money mm-hmm. and turning right around and selling that home for more to somebody else. Yes and no. Okay.
1: Because... We've seen this happen. Dude, even the place that you were buying,
2: Mm -hmm. right? We had somebody who didn't
1: meet their timeline, right? And they were having it. But what ended up at the end of the day for that was someone didn't look like they were going to perform, right? And so that seller made a decision. Like the first week they said no to us Mm -hmm. about accepting us, you know, as a a different buyer was Mm -hmm. because they spoke to an attorney, which Honestly, if you are the seller before you go just doing any of this, your agent should be telling you to talk to an attorney yep. because there are things like filing of Liz Pendants. Someone could say, Hey, no, I have an interest in this property, especially if they release their earnest money to you. Yep. Right? right. Like that being the number one risk. Yes. Yeah. And because people are releasing earnest money. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, do not spend that money. Put that somewhere safe. Do not touch it if you're going to accept it. Um, or we can make a different provision for it. Um, because the moment that that happens, someone may claim they have an interest in your property because they've already released the earnest money to you as part of their down payment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that is definitely a risky business right there. And your clients, you know, are, you know, Consumers out in the world there need to understand what that means because you and I both know it's a former client of mine, but someone that you had worked with in the past that they worked with another agent who didn't listen to any of this stuff, wrote an offer for two weeks closing. They had complicated files and they lost their earnest money and they did sell to the next backup buyer because mm-hmm. there are agents like myself who will approach someone about a house. One of our clients has loved because let's, let's look at this last year. We've had at least four, if not five of our clients come in behind someone else who didn't perform.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right, right. Well, you, you give the statistics every week and the number mm-hmm. of, of transactions or, or listings yeah. that went pending, mm-hmm. and then now all of a sudden they're back on the market. Yeah, And uh, you know why is that? Most of those fail due to one of two reasons, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, inspections are financing it right mm-hmm. now because so many inspections are being waived. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's the financing. Financing,
2: right. Yep. So so that's another kind of a risky thing that you can look at is let's talk about let's talk about it and maybe an in order mm-hmm. inspections. Yeah. Traditionally, you write an offer It's subject to financing and an inspection. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're seeing people waive those inspections.
1: Yes. Or the sellers are having them done in advance and providing that. We've been doing that. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's actually one of the listing uh, services I'm providing now mm-hmm. is that getting an inspection ahead of time.
2: I, I just had a, a buyer uh, say, hey, we're writing up this offer. Uh, on this this property and i always say what's the address i want to look at the pictures mm-hmm. of, at the very least yeah and uh we're gonna we need a three-week closing and we're gonna waive financing inspection and make my earnest money non-refundable and I'm like i'm okay. already getting
1: tense so
2: <laughs> houses in linwood you know it's it's listed at um i want to say 515 okay and they're going to come in at 560 okay something like that it's probably gonna go for 635 so, right well i'm looking at pictures and uh, the first thing I, I look at is the roof, and, and it looks like uh, it needed a good mowing. Mm. And uh, there's lots of stuff growing on it. And then I look at the interior pictures, and there's there's carpet down, but it's the shag. It's the orange shag. Mm-hmm. And you can see that it's buckled and, and, and yeah. rippling, and then there's other rooms that have no carpet in it. And then I look at the the ceiling, the popcorn ceiling. Oh, no. Stains. And I see lots of Stains. Um, and then in the that basement, roof. I'm looking at the wall in the basement, and I see uh, disc- fluorescence discoloration on yeah. sheetrock. Oh, it, meaning there's, ew, water there's, behind the walls. Water behind the walls, and uh, and so, you know, I, I'm just adding all these things up. You it know, sounds delicious. Let's, let's 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 tour the kitchen. You know, D- mm-hmm. there's no dishwasher in in the kitchen. It's missing. So I got a mm-hmm. there's no fridge, no dishwasher. Um, I I see. A couple cabinets where the doors are kind of hung crooked, you know, mm-hmm. like the hinges have failed yeah. on it. And uh, then you go in the bathroom and and thank thank heavens that uh, nobody's invented smellovision yet. Oh you no! Know, because ew. I'm looking at the picture in there and I'm thinking, ooh, okay, Ugh. you know, this thing needs caulking. The tile is is gross. Yeah, you know,
0: it's mm-hmm. it's this, a mildewy mess. This,
2: this home is not in a financeable condition. And uh, and so I was able to actually just by looking at the pictures, I was able to tell the buyer, you know, uh, number one, this home is mm. not going to go with. It needs no a financing. rehab loan. It needs a <laughs> renovation loan. <laughs> yeah. It did. It, it absolutely did. Yeah. And and so in the end, they they opted to not make an offer on it. But you know what? I'm not the one that should be giving that type of advice. You know, mm-hmm. this person's real estate agent should be saying, "Dude, you know this, you know you want a wave inspection, wave financing." Make your earnest money non-refundable. That agent would have put this customer in so much peril. Yeah, um, you know, by by writing up the offer like that, um, just because there's this frenzy. There's this. Do you know how long the agent had been with. in the business? Not very long.
1: No. Yeah. See, so, you know, okay. You and I were talking about this on a break. You know, listeners, uh, they now have you know just in our MLS. I was just looking at the stats. There's thirty five thousand five hundred and three agents. In the Northwest multiple, not the whole state, that's up 10% from last year yeah. this time in yeah. May.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, That's a bunch more people. It's a, lot. It's a and, lot of new people. And there's a lot of people, you know, great, good on them. They're out there hustling. Um, but they, there's a lot of lack of knowledge because I can tell you for a fact, when you're getting your license, they don't teach you anything about construction. Mm-hmm. They teach you nothing about housing condition. They, of course, we're not licensed inspectors. However, you got eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just right. like you said in well, the photos, you've got eyes. And just winning at all costs isn't necessarily the right formula.
2: Well, the agent told me, oh, yeah, I know the, the, home, the home needs some work. That's why we're going conventional, because that won't be as picky as if we went FHA or, or VA this person's getting bad mentoring right exactly so you know so just to dispel that myth the home needs to be in an acceptable condition no issues of safety or soundness mm-hmm. and if if we have broken windows we have rot we have signs of water damage yeah. you know all, we have a roof that has less than let's even be you know aggressive 2 years of life left mm-hmm. in it um, those are going to get called out, yeah. And and you cannot move forward unless those issues are addressed. Unless we do a renovation type loan where we're we're building right. financing into to cover those repairs. And if if it's a renovation loan, we need then we we need more time. Those yeah. Oh take, gosh.
1: Yes. Those we, need plenty well, of time. Well, because we have
2: to have a contractor write up yep. bids. We have to do inspections mm-hmm. and and all that all that.
1: Yeah. Which some time. is very difficult to do in today's environment. Yeah. Unless that, you already have it all lined up. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. So, people are getting super risky, and we're trying to, you know, shed light on the, you know, the practices that people need to understand. Like, if you're gonna do it, you better know why. Mm-hmm. Um, what what bothers me is when. Uh, so, I'll use an example of a, a listing that we just had recently that went a hundred thousand dollars over asking price, mm-hmm. and when it first started off. Um, I mean, it was, my clients were kind of loving it. We're doing everything on the review on a zoom call. His mother had never done zoom and they, they decided to put me up on like the big screen TV <laughs> so it was kind of weird. Uh, so like cameras over here looking yeah. at me and they're watching me on this big screen TV with a big spreadsheet of, you know, the offers that we're reviewing and stuff and we're going back and forth over the business terms. The kids are like, what movie are you watching? No, 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 no. It's not even that. He has like this elderly mom and she's like, Oh, so where's the camera? Yeah. You know, she's like trying to figure out this where is everything Lawrence is. Well, yeah, she's. I mean, she was so adorable. But um, so we're going through all of it, and in the four offers, three of them had waived financing entirely. Now, one of them I completely got because she had somewhere between two hundred fifty and four hundred thousand dollars of a down payment yeah. on what was going to be about a roughly eight hundred some thousand dollar home, mm-hmm. and the other three parties that submitted were all at ten percent percent
2: down. Okay. And mm-hmm. let's just clarify when when we're waiving financing, mm-hmm. um, what what that means. It, okay. It means that if for some reason your financing fails, mm-hmm. that you don't get your earnest money back. Right. right? Okay. Yes. So, so
1: two of those, we at least felt confident about their ability to mm-hmm. buy because they yeah. had been through a full underwrite. Okay. One did not. And and let's
2: let's talk about that for mm-hmm. a, well I could do this all day long oh but, no I know but um, I, we don't have to go through the whole like no, no, we've no, got no. shows but, on that but but. let's just say that that um, you know wh- how could my financing fail wh- one what if my mm-hmm. appraisal comes in low right well if it comes in lower than the sale price I either need to uh, be able to increase my loan-to-value ratio. In other words, it, it shows us less down. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep my loan about the same. Or I've got to bring in money to cough up the difference between right. the, the low appraisal and the sale price. Mm-hmm. So I need to be prepared for that.
1: What if I lose my job? Yes. What if I get a, a layoff notice?
2: Mm-hmm. What yeah. if I
1: get injured and I can't work as much? Exactly. Yeah, there's a number of things that can potentially happen. Right. Um, and you know, the thing is, is, people are throwing the dice for that 30 days. Yeah, they are. Right? Yeah. But... Um, but I think risky. we're going to have to throw the – it's totally risky, we're going to have to throw the dice a little bit about our listeners coming back to hear the rest of this because there's plenty more for us to still touch on on that particular topic and then some.
2: That's right. Don't drive your Porsche into the lake just yet.
1: <laughs>
0: we're going to be right back. Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage, and Reba has from Team Reba. And we're here with the uh, what was the what was the thing in risky business? The Junior Achievers. You know. Oh my gosh, they, you remember
1: so much more about that movie than I do. I've only
2: watched it about like three hundred times. I think. Ah, uh, I've like seen that, it maybe so. three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I I it's watch things one. like
1: Monty Python. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've seen that one 300 times too. Yeah. Oh, that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I was raised on that in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Blazing
2: Saddles. Actually, they
1: just oh, came no. out oh,
2: no. with Let's a made-for-TV version of Blazing Saddles. They did not. Yes, it's going to air from 8 p.m. until 8.07 that's pretty much That's it. That's
1: about all that could happen. Yeah. That's all they're going nice. to do. Nice. That's that funny. One. You had me going on that. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, what? There's no way they could do that show now. <laughs> There's
2: absolutely no way. Oh um, my
1: gosh. Okay. Well, speaking of like no way, um, you know, the conversations people need to be having. We were talking about people waving appraise, uh, waving financing. Now, if you're going to do it, you really should know exactly those risks associated of yeah you're throwing the dice for 30 days that your condition your position's not going to change whatsoever Mm -hmm. right you're hoping that your financial position will stay because we've had you and i've talked about it on the show how many times has somebody gotten into a contract and like their car craps out Mm -hmm. and they go out and buy a vehicle and now they're shot because their debt to income ratio and everything else gets monkeyed up and now they they can't do it right so hopefully like your vehicles are in good condition, you know, life's going well, everyone's medical conditions in a good space, you know, cause we did have one client in the past that, um, had a catastrophic accident mm-hmm. and couldn't move forward. Right. 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 I mean, so it's it not happens. without some risk. Now I will yeah. say in that situation, I will give the seller credit. They were kind and went ahead and returned the earnest money. Cause they knew the family was going to be in a bad, a bad oh, that's way. Good. That's good. Um, but this was years ago. Would that person do that today? Hopefully they would, especially because these numbers that we're seeing are 20,000. For, so, in that example mm-hmm. I was giving before the break, 25, 32, 40, and 35,000 were all four of the different earnest money amounts.
2: Okay, these are offers that you're reviewing. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are all big, big numbers. And the
1: one at 40,000 is releasing their earnest money um, 10 days from mutual acceptance. Okay. Right. So then they're also they're hoping the appraisal will be back by then. Mm -hmm. So again, I looked at my clients and said, I'm just telling you like this is gonna happen, but I need you to like do not touch that money. Right. Right. Even if you have a transfer, do not spend it in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And we already have one of the other buyers trying to come in as a backup. So this is even more so, right?
2: Boy, yeah. Uh, Again, risky. You know, it it's, is. It's, it's super risky. It can be. It can be scary, and and mm-hmm. um, you know, so just be yeah. careful when you're doing that. You don't want to back yourself into a corner,
1: right? Well, and those four offers all waived appraisal, or excuse me, not appraisal, but uh, well, no, three out of four waived appraisal um, and financing. And we had uh, all four of them waived inspection, but that's because we did have a seller-provided inspection that okay. went along with well, the good. seller disclosure. Yeah. And our client also, when they did have the inspection done, did do some work on those things that had come up. Mm-hmm. So we were able to give a list of, and here was what was completed um, by you know a variety of contractors. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, that part, I feel, especially because I knew who the inspector was, I feel really good about them having done mm-hmm. that. Sure. Um, you know, when I'm on the other side of the fence and I'm the buyer's agent, we do take a look at what type of report, whether or not photos are included with that. Um, we kind of look at some of the background. We actually look up the inspector to make sure there've been no complaints filed against that person. Mm-hmm. We usually call and ask whether or not they have a pest inspection license and whether they do that as part of their, their research, mm-hmm. you know, when they're doing mm-hmm. their job. Um, Cause the guys just by the way, for our listeners, Um, home inspectors that do still carry a pest inspection license because it's not mandatory, Mm -hmm. they're starting to charge extra for it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, It's totally fair because it's an extra cost and extra liability for them. But I still say, hire those guys. Right.
2: Oh, it's totally cheap insurance. Yeah.
1: And speaking of insurance, most of them also carry errors and omissions insurance, Mm -hmm. which many of the rest of them do not. Questions to ask, right? Right. So, um, So yeah, in that offer series, we had... Inspections waived, financing waived, appraisals waived, um, some earnest money being released. Mm -hmm. So all of these are things that you and I keep talking all the time about. But does that person understand the situation when they do it? I'm personally not a fan of release of earnest money because unless the seller needs those funds for something else, like maybe they're trying to also buy and Mm -hmm. they need the money for earnest money. But again, risky... Because now they're putting that money onto something else. Right,
2: right, right. Right?
1: Yeah. These are the things that can truly happen. Yeah,
2: they, they absolutely can.
1: But th- some of the other risk that's going on is the rent backs, which is something we've been having to oh, use. Let's, let's
2: talk about that a little bit. Because um, mm-hmm. I, uh, we see somewhere, in fact, you, you and I mm-hmm. had to modify one just recently yes. on, a, on, a, on a closing this, this last week, mm-hmm. where... Uh, there there are rules uh, for for these sort of things. If you're getting financing uh, and just to explain what a rent back is, it means that you you buy the home, but the seller gets to stay in there in that home for a period of time, right you know, just to give they, them time to do they continue they want possession to do, right? during the period. Yeah. So the lending rule is that a rent back a maximum amount of time is sixty days fifty nine well, fifty nine right. So the seller has to be out. In other words, our buyer must take possession of the property, must move in you know, within 60 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they don't, then they're in violation of their deed of trust, assuming it's an owner-occupied type, right. type transaction. So we had a rent-back agreement that um, there was a change to the closing date. We actually closed a little bit early. Yeah. And as a consequence, we had to adjust all of that. And
1: that was, can I just tell you how annoyed I was by that? Yeah. Because she called you and said we were changing the date and then didn't call you back to tell us we didn't need to do it. And so we did a bunch of jumping around at the because she called me to say mm-hmm. we don't need to do it I got the other agent to change the other closing date
0: yeah
1: I didn't know she'd called you oh, and sure. so then you started performing to that but there was no paperwork well, because duh, because we were told we didn't have to do any paperwork and then at the very end we had to monkey around mm-hmm. and then she's giving me a hard time because I also then messed with our walkthrough date mm-hmm. because her <laughs> clients were then trying to get their walkthrough dates <laughs> and you know there was a, it was just like oh.
2: Uh, 95% of our our issues are communication. Well, yeah, and she kept
1: sending stuff on text. She's like, well, and and I'm like, I really don't care what all the personal life of your client is. Like, could you just give me a window of time that works, please? You know? Like, I don't need to know that they're at the church and that they're doing the choir and that yeah. they're doing the thing and that they've made it a cake. You know, and like I don't like I just need the facts, please. It's another risky
2: <laughs> note to self: risky things to do. Reba. yeah, that's risky. I, mean, yeah. I was
1: polite to those, but finally I just said, "Could I please just call you?" Yeah, let's just. Oh, I never phone. said you couldn't call. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, the communication. Well, but so that's the risky part, too, is a lot of these things that are being said yeah. are all coming across on text messages, which, by the way, are not considered true communication for the way that the right. state would audit a real estate file. Like, even as I had those four offers, (laughs) all four of the agents were texting me at the same time. I had to be real careful. I didn't say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Right, right, yeah. Right, (laughs) you know, and then we were calling, because when my client decided they wanted to try and get a certain price point, then we had to discuss, well, which one of these clients or buyers do you want me to call first? Because if I called this one first and she says no, then do I go to this one or do you want me to go to this one who's already expressed these things and just see if we can get it here? Mm-hmm. And because the one had the really, really big down payment, we went to her, but she actually was like very cautious, mm-hmm. which I understood because she was a school teacher who just the reason she had so much money for down payment was it was an inheritance. Mm-hmm. And so she she didn't want to overdo it, which I completely get on a teacher's salary who's single. Of course. Whereas yeah. this other couple that was like jumping at it had a house to sell and $350,000 of equity once they sold it, but they weren't contingent. So they were like, they just got more family help to make sure they could get the house. Right, right. So learning the backstory, speaking of risk, I make sure to talk to the agents to get the backstory Mm -hmm. because I want to know whether someone's going to be willing to perform.
2: Yeah, get that due diligence done. Get your full underwrite. Stay out of risk. Yeah, be super careful out there. Don't back yourself into a corner you can't get out of anyway or even sliding across the room on socks there you go all right well thanks for listening everybody we'll be back next saturday have a great weekend
0: thank you for listening to open house with team reba to contact us visit team reba at ReMax metro east side on facebook or email info at teamreba.com. join us again next saturday afternoon at two for more open house with team reba here on am 1590 the answer. Our house, in the, of street, our house. the preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.